How's it going? Uh, welcome to another episode of the Elevate Podcast. Uh, today, we are going to talk about something I think is uh, really important and uh, I think is done uh, poorly. Uh, and it, it is something that I think can uh, set somebody up for, uh, this one thing can set somebody up for continued improvement and long-term success in sports and athleticism. Uh, so the topic that we're going to discuss is in-season training and whether or not in-season training is something that should be done, uh, what are the benefits of it, and what are the negatives, if there are any. Um, and just like most stuff, most uh, training, and things we do with sports or even life, uh, it's about the dose. Um, so we'll talk about that as well. You know, if it if it is something that we, which we do, we think in season training is important, uh, is something that we'll have to talk about how much and what is the appropriate things to focus on, because uh, there is a negative uh, aspect of in season training as well. Um, just like most things, it's it's if if it's done correctly and uh, with the athlete's best interest in mind. Um, then it, it's a good thing. So, um, so when I was a competitive athlete, uh, it was common, and this is, let's just say, I'm, I'm 36, so let's just say, uh, oh man, 15 to 20 years ago, um, it was commonly thought that in-season training uh, wasn't, beneficial so meaning it was you build all off season training getting in shape lifting weights doing plyometrics working on your speed um, and then when it came time for season you shut that all down uh, and did it very minimally if at if at all and the thought was that uh, coaches wanted their players to be fresh this word fresh um, yet there was no uh, measurement of it, whether someone was fresh or not. Like, how do you know if someone's fresh? Uh, just how they feel. It was most of the time coaches that do things because they did it themselves and they thought that was the best way to do it. Um, so there was no baseline testing of whether or not um, somebody was uh, at their uh, freshest possible um, place, uh, like neuromuscularly, um, their nervous system wasn't like primed and ready and ready to fire, um, on all cylinders. So what, what was thought then, it's not like their, their mentality or their idea in the thought process was wrong. I think it was, uh, you want your, your athletes to be fresh. Like you don't want them to be tired for the game. Um, or tired at practice. And so what, what they focused on doing was um, just kind of eliminating it altogether uh, to try to make sure their athletes are fresh. And I think um, the, the thing is, is I think that's actually the, the common, 
it's still the common approach with in-season training. Uh, to put it on the back burner during season. Um, and well, it's kind of weird now because a lot of athletes, um, especially youth athletes, have multiple coaches and they're training all year round. So you, with that philosophy, you have to ask, well, when is, when is the off season? And when do you actually build those characteristics or those qualities of athleticism? So strength, explosive power, speed, um, to become a better athlete for the next season or just to progress as you get older. Um, because becoming a better athlete is something that is, is the edge, really, in sports with, with so much skill work going on and uh, playing so many games and practices that uh, the skill level is really high uh, with younger athletes that the, the thing that sets you apart or gives you the edge is really ends up being athleticism. Athleticism allows you to put those skills into, into practice um, and use them during games. Um, it, a lot of times it doesn't, it doesn't really matter um, how skilled you are if you, if you can't um, you know, get an open shot and you can't get open or you can't drive past your defender. Um, because you're not as athletic as they are. So uh, being an, a good athlete and a better athlete will always give you the edge. And so when is this happening? Like when, it, when is the, the athlete building those qualities and characteristics that eventually are going to help them more than just skill work? And so that's, that's another kind of offshoot of where, where this conversation's kind of going is is there is no off season to build these qualities nowadays. And so there has to be a way to uh, work on these things essentially all year round. And so what, what the question really is, is who, when is the most important time frame of when is the most important season? Is it your club season? Is it your high school season? Is it your, um, your your other select team, your other club team, and um, and yes, when it is the most important season or uh, training phase, uh, it does need to change a little bit if you have a lot of competition. And so, the 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 short answer is that yes, you should train in season, but it's gonna it's gonna change depending on how much uh, practice you're doing in a competition. Um, but I get it. I get it. Like people, people's uh, schedules are very impacted um, with practices and school and family commitments. And the, one of the easiest things to cut is training. Training uh, in the weight room, training speed work, doing those extra things to increase athleticism and a lot of times that it's it's like easy to uh want to align with the belief that you should be well rested because the rest of your life and to fit if you deem that uh training is is important um then you're kind of forced to if you're a serious athlete you're forced to 
prioritize it over things. And if so subconsciously, if you kind of configure that, oh, it's time to rest, we're in season, then you're going to, you know, put the account on hold or you're not going to go to the gym and the weight room and you're just going to focus on your season because you want to be fresh. And so you, it makes it really easy to accept and digest that philosophy that you should stop training during season. So I understand that. And it's also a lot as a hard work. And so a lot of kids and a lot of people, um, youth athletes, high school athletes, college athletes will put their training on the back burner, um, partially because it's just hard and it's hard to take that time and focus on those things. But what we're trying to do, um, at fast twitch, but also with this podcast is to kind of educate people on a roadmap that will give athletes the best chance to succeed and to accomplish their athletic goals. And so, uh, here is, uh, our, our approach and my, and my thoughts about training in season. Um, I think it should be done for sure. And here's why, and this will give you the edge. Uh, cause most people, like I talked about for one reason or another, whether they don't understand it, whether their times don't permit it, most people are not going to train year round and they're going to take breaks um, from training. And so it will definitely give you the edge on the competition. And I always think those, the season's long. Like if you're looking at a high school season, most people start off the season in the best, best physical shape. And then as the year goes on, they become slower, less explosive. They lose muscle mass. But where's the most important part of the season? It's the end. League, uh, playoffs, um, those big games and are at the end. So you would want your team or you as an athlete want to be uh, in your best physical situation. So you will definitely be getting the edge on the competition by training in season. Um, so here's, here's probably the, the thing that's not talked about enough with, with training year round and in season is the reduction in injuries. Um, there's a quote that says the best ability is availability. And I, I think that's, that's so true. I mean, from my experience with most coaches, if you're hurt and you're on the side during practice, maybe it's a nagging injury or you can't do anything. Coaches eyes they go to the next player. And so, um, and then if you can't play and you can't practice, you're not going to be ready for the game. And then you, you know, you gotta be able to play your sport. And so being injury free as best you can, you want to take care of everything you can. Obviously if something happens where, you know, someone impacts your knee, um, by a collision or something like that, then you can't do much about that. But you want to do the best thing, especially like soft tissue injuries, uh, strains and poles and that type of thing. So we want to avoid those as much as possible. Um, so the reason why training is important uh, to reduce injuries is 
what we're basically saying is if you don't if you don't have these uh, high intense exposures that sometimes only happen during the week in a controlled setting. So that means like max effort uh, sprinting where it's 90% or above of your fastest time. That's why it's important to, to measure these things. If you don't get high speed exposures all week and, and then you pop into a game and you're asking your body to give 110%, that's, that, that their body's not ready for that stress. And that's when muscular, like soft tissue injuries happen a lot of times because your body just hasn't experienced it. Um, so we want to have a controlled exposures to uh, game-like settings. So Twice a week, you want to hit one or two max effort sprints. Um, that's going to prepare your tissues for those demands that you're going to see in the game. So that's number one. Um, when it comes to uh, deceleration in sporting events, um, that you, is another one that you want to strengthen uh, the musculature and the tendons and ligaments in a controlled way to, uh, to adapt to those stimuluses that they're going to be able to handle those high forces in season. And here's, here's the thing, like I said, the dose are, are, it's all about the dose because, um, if, if you train too, too much, like you don't want to lift weights every day, you don't want to sprint every time because then you will overtrain and that will have also a negative effect. But what we're talking about here with most people is like no training at all. And then maybe some people don't really get this and then they train too much and then you're not in a good position for the game. So we still believe that the game should be the hardest part of, of the week, the hardest thing. So um, in the most intense. So reducing injuries is uh, a huge part of that. So you need these controlled settings where you get a high high intensities so that your body's ready. Um, so outside of that, uh, which is probably the honestly the most important, uh, next is maintaining and increasing your capacity and those qualities that you work so hard for in the off season. Um, you, uh, you don't want to, you want exposures and you want the volume to be low, but you want intensity to be high. So what that looks like in training is you don't want, so there's, you know, set and rep schemes, three, four sets of 10, let's say that's, that'd be considered, you know, like 30, 40 reps of something is a lot of volume. Uh, so we don't want that. That's too much volume. That'll fatigue you too much. But what we want is, you know, one to two sets of, you know, two to five reps where the intensity is super high, but lots of rest and recovery between those. So your nervous system can, uh, remember and you don't experience like a detraining effect. Um, the most important things to train in season um, to increase performance and keep 
those gains that you had uh, are number one is speed, I would say. So those high sprinting exposures of 90%, you need two of those a week because that diminishes quickly. Sprint speed is one of the fastest to um, decrease. Um, <clears throat> so, and that can happen plus or minus through like five days. Like, so every five days on average, after five days, you start to, um, that quality starts to, to decrease a certain percentage. And so we want to hit those exposures so that we keep your speed high. Uh, so when we're in a game, we can hit that max speed. Uh, next, it's going to be kind of more of your explosive power, um, uh, reactivity, um, and that can that can be addressed with uh, plyometrics. Obviously, dosing it correctly, like I talked about, or adding a little bit of uh, speed mixed with strength is going to give you power. So that can be um, a sled push. That can be a ball throw, depending on what you're you're going for, um, but you need that at least once a week. So um, that's going to increase your performance uh, tremendously in season and keep you. Um, so we've seen a lot of our athletes uh, actually not just maintain but continue to improve, and, and we measure things right. So we measure sprints, uh, we measure times of sprinting, vertical jump heights. Um, uh, power outputs on equipment we have uh, to make sure the athletes in season are maintaining those qualities which make you a great player. Um, now this, this uh, the third part is more about, uh, it depends on obviously where you're at with your goals and what you're really trying to accomplish long-term. So long-term progress uh, with athleticism, it takes time. Like speed and explosive power and strength, they they grow like a tree. So it, you need constant watering. Uh, you need to take care of it. And it doesn't just happen overnight. It takes a long time. So taking long breaks of a couple months here, a couple weeks there, you end up just having these, uh, your body compensates and you make gains and then it, it detrains and then you get, make gains and you basically fight yourself and you stay uh, around the same. Like I've had people come to me after training uh, a couple months with us and they're like, hey, we just really aren't um, seeing that much progress. We, you know, we wanted to increase our vertical. And I'm like, okay, well, let's look to see. The first thing I go to is look to see at the uh, attendance. So over three months, you know, what, how many times have you been? We recommend two to three days a week of training. So this one particular case, uh, they were upset about maybe uh, they were kind of frustrated. There wasn't more, more gains. And I looked to see how many times and they had one week, they came in twice and then it was nothing. And then it was a week or two off. And then, so the, there really just wasn't the buy-in and, Overall, it was like, I don't even know, maybe eight sessions that they had come in to train. And when you're trying to train speed, power, and strength, you have to be consistent and you have to be consistent over a long period of time. 
there's just no other way to uh, to accomplish that. So if you look back um, over you know six months of training, you're going to see significant results. And then if you look back over a year of consistency of training two days a week, you're going to see massive results. You start stacking years. We have some athletes in the gym that have been training two days a week for years, and they are incredible athletes. Their injury, they don't get hurt very often, unless it's something like a freak thing. Um, their speed just continues to get better and better and better. Their their jumping ability, their technique, their athleticism, their deceleration ability, um, their tendon and ligament strength, uh, coordination, all these attributes. And it's become such a part of their life that they train in season, out. it doesn't matter. And those are the athletes that have the most success. And um, it's hard because you have to make it a priority, like we talked about. Um, but it's just... It's just a commitment. And so that's the model that a long-term development model to build athleticism and help athletes accomplish their goals is going to take. It's in-season training. It's year-round training. But you don't want to be dumb about it, and you need a plan. And there has to be rhyme or reason. Because if you're doing things that just take energy, but they're not giving you results... Uh, in the areas that you want, you're going to be spinning your wheels also, and it's going to affect your performance. So if I'm just going to 24 hour and I'm just picking random machines and I'm doing four sets of 10, I'm doing three sets of 10, and there's not a, a plan around how much weight, what's the intensity, how fast I should be moving the bar or throwing the ball or all that, you're not going to get the desired outcome that you want. So it needs to be somewhat strategic. You can't just, you know, roll in there and think that that's the way to get there. So it needs to be strategic and it needs to be consistent um, and smart. And you will see significant increases in your athleticism in season. Uh, and then as soon as you're done with season, you can pick up that training and just continue to build those qualities till you look back after two, three years and see a completely different athlete. Um, and not only are you going to be a different athlete physically, but you're going to have way less uh, incidences of injuries. So that is is what um, kind of wanted to talk about today. And uh, so even if it's every other week, you do need those stimuluses in that training uh, stimulus to see adaptations and to continue getting better. So thank you for listening. Uh, please reach out with any questions around this topic. Uh, should my athlete train in season? Thanks and have a wonderful day.